Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Lively Stone Temple Experience. Come on, clap your hands. Welcome to the Lively Stone Temple Experience. We are one church in four locations. Please visit LivelyStoneTemple.org for more information. This message was recorded on June the 12th, 2022. The word of God is being brought forth by Elder Joseph Lee Taylor Jr. Now let's follow along in our Bibles. Chapter 11 and verse 25. And let's stand for the reading of the word, please, in reverence to the word of God. Matthew chapter 11, verse 25. And let's read it together. It says, at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven. Can I get whoever's in here to read with me, please? At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. Even so... Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son or except the Son. And he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Verse 28, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find, there's that word again, rest unto your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want to read verse 28 one more time. Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will, hallelujah, I'll give you rest. That feels good. I, I'm, I'm going to read it one more time because it feels good when I read it, Dave. Come unto me. Everybody read verse 20. If you got your Bibles in here with me, please, I want everybody to read this with me. And I want you to read it forcefully. I want your voice to fill this room. That's what I need. Verse 28, it says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. I want to talk about that rest this morning. And with the help of the Lord, I, I want to uh, give, you, give you all a hook to take home with you, a thought. He is going to relieve the pressure. He is going to relieve the pressure. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, my Father. Hallelujah. That's the word. It says, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent and has revealed them unto babes. We thank you for the rest that's been revealed unto us. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak rest into this place among your people. Lord, I don't know what the, where the pressure is. I don't know where it hurts, God. 
but I'm asking you to be a good doctor in here and a good physician in here this morning like a doctor does and sit your people down and ask them, tell me where it hurts. Tell me where the pressure, and if you have to, God, apply pressure so you can find out where the hurt is and find out where the pain is, God, and do reconstructive surgery on your people this morning. Lord, the Bible declares that the word is a hammer. And the Bible declares that the word is a sword. God, I ask you to break up, cut up, and sew back together again. And make whole and make new in this place this afternoon, God. God, let the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide in this place, God. I believe, I am believing you. We are believing you this morning, God, for an anointing that will put people back together again, God. And help them to retake their godly shape that is in you that you've given them, God. In the name of Jesus, God, the pressure is mounting in the name of Jesus. We're, we're dear Lord God, the scripture says, Lord, we're troubled on every side. Hallelujah, Lord. The pressure is coming around us on every side and pushing in on us, God. Pressure to backslide and pressure to quit our jobs and pressure to turn our backs on you and pressure to turn on our families and pressure, dear Lord God, People think they're losing their minds. People think they're going crazy. But God, you sent me here this morning to help the people of God, to let them know that you are getting ready to relieve the pressure, to release the pressure, God. And I can feel the steam coming out and being released right now in the name of Jesus. And as I pray, God, help them to retake their shape, God. They have been, the pressure has caused them to, cause them to swell and be swollen, God, and out of shape, God, and out of position in you but by prayer and the authority of the Holy Ghost we say Satan the Lord rebuke you in the name of Jesus God and God I'm asking you Lord I'm asking you my father I cry Abba father unto you this morning and asking you God to help me decrease so that you can increase and that someone be blessed by the word this we ask in Jesus name we pray amen hallelujah in the name of I, we, we all know the pressure or the, 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 the burdensome day way of working that nine to five or that eight to six or seven to three or whatever that eight hour shift you work. In. And sometimes you work that, um, that what I, what we call that graveyard, that 11 PM to 7 AM. Thank you, Sister Carol. God bless you. That, that, that graveyard shift is the devil. They call it the graveyard for a reason. You feel like you're going to die on there sometimes. Uh, uh, but no matter what happens, we all know that feeling of being at work and getting an email here or getting a call from your supervisor or, uh, or they may come to you and say, uh, uh, Zimmerman, I need you to redo this or redo that. Or, or you said you worked in a correctional facility. I need you to go to, to this hall over here or, or this floor over there. And I got an inmate out of control. I need you to handle this. And then, and then and while you're there, you, 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 the, the truth of the matter is sometimes you just want to leave and go home. You know, you just be on that job and, I, I had a moment like that last week. I, I was talking to my wife, and I said, baby, I almost told them they could have this thing today. I, I, I almost, I, I, uh, I said, we're going to get on Indeed and Monster.com. We're going to find, because this, this ain't it. This ain't it. And I had that moment, and I just felt, you know, uh, a little overwhelmed. Have anybody ever felt overwhelmed before? And, 
And, uh, and somebody said to me, boy, you just got married. You ain't got children yet. You don't know what overwhelmed is. And, 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 and I hear you, but I, 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 we all know that feeling. And then, and then, and then finally you're getting off at, 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 you're supposed to get off at five and 430 hits. And then you do a, you look at the clock and it says 430 and I get off at five and, 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 and it's, 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 it's 430 and I, I, I get off at, at what time? Five. And then I said, okay, let me help the time go by a little faster. And so I, I, I checked some emails. And, and at 4.30, I checked some emails. And then I checked my voicemails. And then I do this. And I do about 10 to 15 tasks, it seems like. And I look at the clock again, and it says 4.33. And I said, what in the world is going on here? What, 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 what is this? Uh, where, it, it, the time slows down. When it's about time for you to get off. And then right on the way out, it finally hits 455. You're walking to your car. And right when you get in your car, Mr. Taylor, can I speak to you about something before you go? Come on, man. I, I live down the street. It shouldn't take me this long to get home, man. And then, and then finally you, you get home and you open the door and you see your couch or your favorite chair. You might unbutton your shirt and you sit down and what do you do? We all know that feeling that comes, that relaxation that comes when the pressure has been released. We all know how good that feels when you are at home not carrying around the burden of your job. And don't get off on the weekend. Don't there let it be a Friday. Woo! You ain't got to get up in the morning to punch that clock. It's the weekend. Praise the Lord God Jesus for the weekend. And we want to do what? Relax. We want to enjoy and bask in the ambiance that comes with having the pressure relieved. Deacon Dobie is a truck driver. And we all know that sound that that truck makes. I don't know what it is. When you come to a park and you hear that, it sounds like the truck is what? Relaxing. We all know that sound. I don't know what's going on there. I ain't no truck driver, Deke. I know you know, but we all know that sound. And I'm not trying to be too crass here, but even the ladies in here know that there's a certain garment that when you get home, when you take that thing off, you just, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You just, you know, you know that feeling of having that pressure relieved or, or, and all the ladies who wear these heels know that feeling of when you take them heels off and put your flats on and you walk around, come on now, the pressure has been relieved. I know that, I had a pair of shoes I got one time. I took them off, Deacon Zimmerman, I ain't put them back on since. I threw them in the garage at my at my house, where I was staying in Alabama, and I looked at them like they was rattlesnakes. I ain't want nothing to do with them. The pressure was relieved. Doesn't it feel good to be free? Doesn't it feel good to be liberated? Doesn't it feel good to have what Jesus calls rest? Life makes you tired, doesn't it? Life gets on your nerves. Life knows how to push the right button at the wrong time. 
life knows, more specifically, the devil knows what button to push to get you to say that spicy word that you ain't got no business saying. The devil knows how to remind you of what you used to do in the world to relax. You know, one more drink, man. If you, you, you had you a drink, you'd, get, you'd be right. The devil is a liar. I was born right. I was fearfully and wonderfully made. And nothing that he has to offer can relieve the what? Pressure. A lot of people resort to what we call vices as a way to hope that I can vice my way out of the pressure that I'm up under. One more hit. I, I, I don't want the problem to, I feel like the problem can't even go away. I've given up on the problem going away. So I'm going to medicate my way into some sort of comatose state and maybe just for a little while, I can just forget about what I'm going through. Sex outside of marriage will not relieve the pressure. Drinking will not relieve the pressure. Marijuana, drugs, alcohol, lying, sinning will not relieve the pressure. I submit to you that sinning actually tightens the valve around the pressure gauge. So much so until the vessel seems like it's beginning to crack. Everybody knows that, that heard of that movie where it's the middle of the winter and it's a horror movie or an action flick, Deacon Zimmerman. And they begin to run and it's the middle of winter and they're trying to get away and they're running and they're so, the pressure is so tense and mounting so heavy behind them, they don't even know where they're running. And before they know it, they run out onto a frozen lake and they begin to hear the ice crack under their feet. Anybody ever been in that position? You can hear the ice cracking in your life. You, 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 I'm going to fall through at any minute now. And the stinging pain that comes with sub-zero temperatures of ice-cold waters are going to overtake me. What do I do? Do I grow out farther into the ice and hope that maybe I'll run into a spot that's not as frail and won't crack? Do I dive deeper into the thing that got me in this position to begin with? Or do I find some help to get me out of the situation so that I can oh, just exhale a little bit? I have found out that you don't need a vice in your situation. No, no, no. Binge watching your favorite television show won't do it. Because when your Netflix account gets canceled, your bills still got to be paid. Your child's still sick. You still ain't making enough on your job. I have found out that in these particular moments, even if God doesn't bring you out, you don't need another vice. You need some peace. I have made up in my mind that, God, if you ain't going to get me out, then give me the grace to be sustained while I'm in it. 
I want to be able to say the Lord God giveth and the Lord God taketh away, but still blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm tired. I can't rest right now, but I know that there is rest available. And based on the fact that the sufferings of this world are not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in me, I'll throw my hands up and say, Lord, until you release the pressure, until you you let the steam out. My optimal cry and plea is still, blessed be the name of the Lord. That's the kind of peace that you need. That's what you need. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you and not like the world gives. The world gives a temporary peace. Temporary peace causes children out of wedlock. Temporary peace puts you in Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. Temporary peace puts you in the rehab center. Temporary peace causes car accidents. Temporary peace causes you to lose your job. Temporary peace costs you your marriage. Temporary peace costs you your family. But permanent peace in Jesus says, I come that you might have life and that more abundantly. Hallelujah, Jesus. Aren't you sick of one quick fix after another? Who's going to keep going back to the doctor that said, I see your legs falling off, but every day if you come in and allow me to put a Band-Aid on it, you should be all right after two years. Who's going to keep going back to that doctor? Nobody. But I've come to let you know this morning that Jesus offers you more than a quick fix. Hallelujah. And here's the beautiful thing. You don't have to wait to the rapture to get it. The psalmist declared, I would have fainted lest I believe to see the goodness of the Lord. Where? In the land of the living. God's got what you need while the blood is yet running warm in your vein. But will you do what he said here? He said, come unto me. All ye that, are, that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you what? Rest. Jesus said, I didn't tell you to cry. I told you to come to me. I didn't tell you to pout. I told you to come to me. I didn't tell you to quit. I told you to come to me. Come unto me. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Come unto me. Hallelujah. In him do I live, move, and have my being. Come unto him. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. Come unto him. He went about his business healing all the sick and the halt and the maim and disease. Come unto him. Lively stone, everybody in here. Jesus has not forgotten how to handle you. We look throughout the scriptures, we see that people were desperate. The pressure had mounted. The Bible declared in Romans, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. And the Bible in Romans declared that by one man, sin did enter into the earth. And wherefore, that we had death passed unto all men, wherefore we have all sinned, and all have sinned that come short of the glory of the God and of God, and with each sinful act, and which eat with each anti-God monstrosity of an act, the pressure is piled up more and more. One sin 
stacked on top of the other, separating you and God. One more sin stacked on top of the other. One more, more act of moral and ethical defiance against our God. So much so that God had to put a system of atonement in place with the priest to atone for our sins every year. And he would make a sacrifice and, and kill the goat and kill the ram and kill the bullock for the, the sins of the people and the sins of the priest and his own family. But the Bible declared these things could not, still couldn't take away sin. What is it saying? These things still couldn't relieve the pressure. These, the pressure was mounting every year until 42 generations later, Jesus comes in the flesh onto a pressurized situation. Anybody in here ever uh, grew up in the country and your mama or your grandma them used to can goods and they 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 make their preserves or whatever it want to be in them mason jars and they they'll put them in there and, and seal them up and then they'll put them in what we call a pressure cooker and it's a little metal thing that goes on top of my mother's pressure cooker cooker and when the steam begins to rise out that little thing starts to shake on the top and and it looks like I mean it, it's, it's about to fall off and I've come to let you know right now that's somebody's situation in here the pressure is mounting but the but it's get the, the valve is getting ready to be released in your life hallelujah and I can see it shaking in the spirit right now I can see your hands going back up and I can see the praise coming back in your mouth and I can see the I can see the prayer life being restored I want to let you know right now when that when that steamer when that thing got to shaking it will make a lot of noise because what's going on is the valve wants to stay on top of the pressure ah, on top of the hole where the steam comes out the valve doesn't want to be removed so it's weighted and it's fighting against the pressurized chamber because it does not want to release what is in the pressure cooker but I've come to let you know this morning that whatever God put under pressure the devil cannot hold you down anymore and the valve is getting ready to be removed and the pressure is going to go and you'll be able to say hallelujah again. You'll be able to say thank you Jesus again. You're going to talk in tongues like you never have before because God is getting ready to relieve you of the pressure. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. I know it hurts. I know it feels bad. I know you want it to be different. I know you're sick of it. That thing goes to bed with you. That thing wakes up with you. And then the devil is so bold, he tries to take that same spirit and attach it to your children. He wants your children to suffer with it. He wants every generation to come after you to be labeled as those old nothing but them drunk Zimmermans. Ain't nothing but them fornicating tailors. Ain't nothing but them lying dope. That's what the devil wants. Hallelujah. He wants to attach one act of pressure to you and try to make it chase the generations to come after you. But I've come to let you know that God has anointed you to cut that stuff off right now. It ain't going to follow your children. It ain't going to follow you to your job. Uh, somebody right here, hold your hand up in the air and slide it down. Say, I'm cutting it off right now. I'm cutting it off right now. Satan, the Lord, rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Uh, I 
got hired on my job, not you. What you doing here? I I made a house for my family, not for you. What you doing here? I command you to leave and to go into dry places and never to return. And when you're gone, I'm going to stand in the middle of my house and exhale. I'm going to relax. Oh, I will have peace. Oh, I will have peace. I will have peace. I ain't going to have nothing but peace. Leave me alone. I'm going to have peace. This is the, this is the, not the year. This is the, the day. This is the hour, the moment of my best peace. Jesus died so I could have it. If Jesus does sound, I'd have told the Lord, Lord, if you don't give me another job, give me peace. If you don't give me another car, give me peace. If you don't give me any more money, give me peace. I'll take the peace of God, calm the storm, while, while, uh, while Jesus was on a ship one day. And he rose up in the bow of the ship and said, peace be still, my God, peace can calm the storm and peace can stop the tumult and peace can stop the waves and peace can stop the current. I'm getting anointing now where I can ride the wave. Hallelujah. Ah, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to ride the wave. The wave ain't going to take me out. Huh? This thing is just temporary. And I want to let you know that when we read through the scriptures and the gospels, we see people that were in such situations where they so desperately needed peace. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And somebody somewhere else said, Lord, I need your help. Uh, The pressure is on. My son is grievously vexed with the devil. I don't know what to do with him, God. Can you imagine the intense pressure that is on a father that can't stop his son from seizing, that can't stop his child, his baby from casting himself into the fire. Lord, what do I do? When my wife and I got together and this child was born, we did not look each other in the eye and say, I can't wait for my child to be possessed one day. We were expecting peace in our home. Lord, and that's the same situation as some parents here in the faith. When we gave birth to our son and daughter, we brought them up in holiness. We taught them righteousness. We did not expect them to grow up and backslide and to act like God ain't got no place in their life. But God, since you didn't kill them, since you didn't take them out, and my fasting ain't done nothing for some reason, and my prayers just don't seem to help right now. Well, God, don't have me sitting up all night crying. Lord, give me some peace, Jesus. And so as we hear, this man said, well, Jesus, we brought him to your disciples and your disciples couldn't do nothing with him. Can I help you all out by something? It ain't about Elder Taylor. I ain't got no power to give y'all. I ain't got no healing to give y'all. If God don't choose to use me, I'm about as worthless as that that wooden pole right there. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The disciples couldn't do it. I want to let you know that this level of peace that comes in your life, it ain't going to come through your friends. It ain't going to come through your family. It ain't going to come through a paycheck. But I hear Jesus saying to you, I'm the only one that's going to get you out of this because I am the Lord and that is my name and my glory will I not give to another. I 
put you in it just so I could bring you out. I set you in it so I could put you back on the potter's wheel after you fall apart. Boy, I had to humble you. Girl, I had to humble you with your high and mighty hooty tooty fruity self. Can't nobody tell you nothing, but look at you now after I put you through. Look at you praying. Look at you fasting. Look at you living holy. Look at you crying out unto God. And now you are almost there. And the pressure is coming off now. In the name of Jesus. And what happens here now, my God, in the name of Jesus, uh, this man whose child is grievously vexed with the devil, Jesus goes and he casts the foul spirit out. And I can imagine that the father saw this and said, Thank you, Jesus. Ah, can you imagine uh, being blind Bartimaeus have not having seen all of your life and then all of a sudden one encounter with Jesus and you can <sighs> the woman with the issue of blood now she can oh, everybody in here Whatever you're dealing with right now, I want you to go ahead and practice your deliverance right now. I want you to inhale and exhale like it's over. Relax. Go ahead. Just stretch out and relax. Yeah, this is the rest. This is the rest that Jesus promised me. I, I speak an anointing over us right now that makes the devil go crazy. The devil going to meet with his imps before the night is over and say, I took the check. I took the job. I took the children. I took their mind. I took their finances. I took their car. But they're still bent on blessing God. What is going on? Ah, the devil thinks that my joy is wrapped up in a car and in a house and in some clothes but sister carol the next time you see the devil tell him this for me man i'm just glad to be saved huh. i'm just glad to be up in here God didn't have to make me a preacher. I'm just glad he brought me in. God didn't have to make me no assistant pastor. I ain't asked for that, but I'm glad he brought me in. And now I'm over here to stay, Lord, till I die. Oh, I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to want some relief and feel like it's nowhere in sight. I know what it feels like to fast and to pray intensely, prof profusely, and then God speak back to you and say no, or not right now. Oh, God. Sarah Phoenician woman, she comes, Jesus, come on, help me. Not meat to take the children's bread and do what? Cast it to the what? Dogs. You spoke well, God. You spoke well, Jesus. Master, you spoke well. But even the dogs do get the crumbs that fall from the master's table. You know what that teaches us? That true worship of God does not begin when God says yes. True worship of God begins when he tells you no. Jesus healed me. He is free. What did he say? No. It's not, it, this ain't even for you. 
I'm, the, I'm not going to cast what God, my father gave me unto dogs. She said, call me what you want, but relieve the pressure. I may not have it all together, but God, I need you. I don't have all the answers. You might see me one day crying, but I, you might see me bowed and bent over, but I ain't quitting. I ain't giving up because there's a God that's ready to relieve the pressure. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm tired. We are tired. There's got to be something different. There's got to be something better. You're tired, aren't you? This situation has been around you so long, you can smell it. It sits down at the dinner table with you. It follows you in your dreams. It encompasses your mind. Jesus says, just come. Just come. But Jesus, I messed up. Come. But Jesus, I turned my back on you. Come. But Jesus, I told everybody, Jesus, I used to be an, I was, I'm an atheist. Come. Come. Jesus, I'm a man and I'm married, I'm married to a man. Come. Jesus, I'm a woman and I'm married to a woman. Come. Come, he said, I will give you rest. <sighs> Isaiah 28 and 11 declares, I'll read it for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The, pro the prophet Isaiah got real anointed one day. He says, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. The Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues is the rest that Jesus promised us. And how many of you have that rest? You better pray in tongues every chance you get used that rest. When you pray in the tongues, you rest. You don't tell folks, why are you speaking tongues so much? I'm just resting. I'm just resting. Why are you praying all the time? Don't worry about me. I'm just resting. You rest that loud? Sure do. And if you sit next to me, I'm going to rest loud in your ear. Hallelujah. I've said it before, and I mean this, and I'm going to keep on saying it. I did not get saved. I did not give up lying, cussing, fornicating, drinking, and partying to come over here and be miserable. I'm not going to do it. I am determined to serve the Lord with gladness. I am determined. That is my goal. That is my aim, my mission, my objective is to let the Lord know that for everything you've done, thank you. I'm glad to drive up here on these Sundays and preach and teach. I'm glad to go to the church in the middle of the night, get out my bed, and go baptize some sinner in Jesus' name. I'm glad to pray some soul through to the Holy Ghost. I'm glad to get up to, to set my time aside to do a Zoom Bible study with somebody. I'm glad to have Bible study with my wife and prayer in my home because I am glad because the Lord made this available to me. And I want you to do it, Taylor. Man, I'm resting. 
I am no longer going to carry what people have superimposed on me that God didn't. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't care what you know that I did in my past. I don't keep it. Know it. I don't care. I, that stuff is buried. And the problem is too many saints want to give autopsies. Why are you picking at what God buried? Let it stay dead. I'm not doing it anymore. No one is going to determine my future but God. I'm resting. I'm determined. I'm determined to rest in Jesus. Sister Taylor, I am determined to rest in Jesus. People need to see you resting so they can know that rest is available. But you're miserable all the time. You ain't got no reason to smile at all. You're saved. Smile. Be happy. You have rest. Hallelujah. God has been so good to us and what he has made available to us. And what the devil wants to do is magnify the problems around you so much until you take your eyes off of what God has done and what he has provided and start focusing on what's going on. My former pastor was Bishop Gregory Cannon before I came here to South Carolina. And he was like a father to me. He let me use his car often. I didn't have a vehicle at that time. My vehicle went down, so he let me use his car. He was very protective of his vehicles. So I was driving his car one day. Tom's still talking about the rest. Driving the car one day, I went to the grocery store. I go in there. Car looks fine, you know. Go in there and get what I got to get. I come out, and it's a scratch right under the door handle on the car. Lord, how am I going to tell my pastor about this? He'll, he'll like, what in the world happened to my car? Yada, 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 yada. I told you to pay attention and things like that, and yada, yada, yada. So I'm in the car. Sister Evans, I'm in the car. I'm miserable. I'm like, oh, Lord, have mercy. I let this man's car get scratched up. And I was like, the devil was like, just don't tell him. I was like, and I entertained it. I was like, well, I mean, you know, hey, why not? You know? And I was, I, was in, I was driving to his house. And I was like, man, Lord, what am I going to do? Lord, help me talk about this. I ain't in the mood for yada, yada, yada. I was just really worried. Yada, 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 yada. What am I going to do? Got in the house, parked the car. I sat down for about a few minutes, watched the TV, didn't say nothing. I got so convicted. I got so convicted. And I said, Bishop, I need to talk to you. He said, where's your guy smoke? I said, on the passage, on the driver's side of your car, on the door handle. I went in the grocery store and came out, and there's a scratch on the car. And mind you, Bishop Cannon's like a father to me. He looked at me and said, the tail left ain't been there. I done called the the deal the, the 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 man to come get the I'm getting the paint job on the car to get that fixed. 
He said, you good? And I was like, a lot of times we be tripping about stuff that our father has already handled. We be losing our mind about stuff that he's already made provision for. Why trip? Why put more man that is born of a woman of a few days and full of trouble? Why put more pressure on yourself than that's already going to be there? He had already made provision for it to be taken care of. And I'm trying to figure out how to lie. How to keep it to myself. If we confess our faults, the Lord is faithful and just to forgive us. But in that moment, I realized I had nothing to confess. I did nothing wrong. The devil done got us convinced that we wrong about stuff that we ain't even wrong about. And we beating ourselves up after the devil. Lord, I wish I hadn't done it. And you go talk to your elders in the church. They're like, man, that ain't no sin. Go on about your business. Go your way and chill. We got to learn how to rest, y'all. Put your hands together for Jesus. And tell somebody, even those who are listening to this podcast, the rest is available to you. How do I get in this rest? Jesus said, except the man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He cannot see the kingdom of God. The rest is in his kingdom. You need to come into his kingdom. Tell somebody how to come into the kingdom. You must be what? Born again. Of the water and of the what? Spirit. You got to be baptized how? In Jesus' name. Not sprinkled, baptized, buried. Romans 6 and 4 says we are buried with him in baptism. You got to repent first. You got to have faith in the gospel first and then repent. The gospel is that great message, that death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then now you got to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And it is a gift. It is the rest. And I don't know anybody in here other than babies that you got to make them go to sleep. You ain't got to make grown folk rest. We just do it. Jesus ain't making you do this. It's a gift. He says, come unto me, I'll give it to you. And what I also love about it, and once you do that, you're born again. Now, but you don't stop there. Because he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Jesus wants you to yoke up with him for the sole purpose of learning about him. Farmers would have a yoke of oxen. And what they would do is if they had a young ox, a baby ox, they would always yoke it up with an adult, fully grown ox. So what did Jesus say? He said, I know you ain't strong enough. So little baby ox, yoke up with me. I'm going to do all the work. I just want you to go along for the ride and learn something. And then when you're big enough, <laughs> you can yoke up with a baby ox too and teach him or her. And then souls just keep coming into the kingdom. We bless God. Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen and amen. We hope that you have received something valuable from this message. We want to thank you for your time and support. God loves you and so do we. Have a fantastic and blessed week. Thank you. Amen.